Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. Welcome, welcome. Today, we are taking you guys to Angeles National Forest. Yes. Where we are going to tell you the story of Renee Campion. Which, if you don't know, Angeles National Forest is basically right above L.A. Yes. Yeah. And as a special treat, we also went there. Yes, we did. Yeah. That trip that you randomly slightly may have picked up on or heard in our other episodes and such. Or seen on one of our private social medias. Not mine. You would have seen it on Marie's. Because <laughs> uh, I'm lazy and still Maddie likes posted. to Maddie likes to post stuff like months later. I'm like, you're not there anymore. Stop living in the I past. I don't know. It's just when I'm like, oh, man, I miss that. And then I'm like, shit, I should make an Instagram post for this vacation that I took. <laughs> like, I posted our Europe stuff so late that one of the people we hiked with in Europe said, did you do it again? And I said, no. No, I did not. No, no. Okay, so today we're going to tell you the story of Renee Campion. And not only are you going to hear bits and pieces from us, but you're also going to get to hear some of his own story from him. Okay, so if you didn't guess, today we are bringing you a survival story. And part of that is because we were so mean with our last three episodes. Um, Yeah, they were horrific. I had people who I know who listen to our podcast all Snapchatting me being like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was disturbing. We had a lot of people disturbed about our last three episodes. So today we're going to bring you a survival story as a way of apologizing. Yes. Hello. Hi, Marie. Yes. Hi. I'm Marie. This and is I'm Maddie. Hi, Maddie. <laughs> How are you? Uh, good. It's just my day off, my weekend. Oh, lovely. What are you doing for your weekend off? Uh, probably go for a hike later and go to Costco to pack up for groceries. Nice, nice. What brought you to California? Uh, the Navy, when I got stationed in San Diego in 95 or 96. Well, we're so happy to have you here. We rarely get to interview a subject of our cases because usually it's a family member or um, they're missing. So it's great to have you. A survivor. On- yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's a good uh, it's a good change of pace, I think. Our our listeners every once in a while, they're like, you gotta throw us something good. Like <laughs> it's too much doom and gloom. So yeah. Uh so tell us about how you came to go on this hike. So uh, did you plan it? Did you know where you were going ahead of time? What made you choose that kind of thing? Uh, I knew ahead of time the hike uh, trail. I I've been in the hike trail many times. And it was just like a my like a routine hike. I actually was just gonna go hike and exercise because I had like a 15 pound vest with me for weight. Because when I go hiking, I like to put weight in my bag so I could just we, yeah, we do so the we. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I put weight on it, so it gives me more like exercise. And so I I was just supposed to be a quick hike for like an hour or two because I had an appointment that day at three down in the city. So I went up there and I didn't realize that the area was burned uh some areas were burned but there was nothing posted that said that you couldn't go up there because when i was up there there was a lot of people hiking so i'm thinking yeah and there's a lot of people hiking actually i passed like 30 hikers and then on the way down that's when i didn't see any more hikers it's only like an hour away from my house uh i would drive up to the mountain where i live and it was just hiking and i didn't prepare for anything because i was just gonna go up and come down 
I had like a 32-ounce bottle of water and a breakfast cracker with me. What's a breakfast cracker? It's like a, the Vita, the Vita. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Biscuit, the biscuit. Was it the blueberry or the cinnamon? The blueberry. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite. Blueberry. <laughs> blueberry and the chocolate are my favorite. Oh, I haven't had the chocolate one. I like the banana ones. I haven't had those. See, I've only had the ones they sell at Costco, which are the blueberry ones. <laughs> Blueberries. There's times they have the chocolate. That's when I stack up when they have chocolate because it's really good. I'll have good. to try the chocolate. That sounds delicious. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys haven't heard Renee's story yet, it's kind of a crazy one. So it starts off with him making a decision to simply go for a quick hike on a beautiful Monday morning. And then things just didn't, you know, quite go the way they're supposed to, which is, I feel like, how most of our episodes go. Mm-hmm. He's going to the Waterman Trail. So the Waterman Trail is about 5.7 miles round trip and about 1,328 feet of elevation. This is near the Buckhorn Trail in the San Gabriel Mountains in Angeles National Forest. Which is so exciting that I understand these names. And understand I know! The, I can picture it in my brain of where everything is. Maybe because I had to memorize the entire map of the park. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Probably. But it did take us quite a while to find this trailhead. And I think part of that, I'm not sure if it's not labeled because it's of closed. The, because it's closed or... If it was ever labeled, we're not really sure. But either way, there's no cell phone service there. So yeah, once we got to the Buckhorn parking lot, we're like, okay, where now? Like thinking there would be a sign yeah. that would tell us where to go. No, no sign. No sign. We actually got lucky and ran into somebody who was able to tell us. He's sitting at the picnic table and he has a hiking book and a Starbucks and he's just like chilling out. It was like the perfect person for us to run into. Yeah, it yeah. was. Super cool. One thing that we did notice at the actual trailhead once we found it, there is not one single sign saying this trail is closed, saying there's burn damage, saying danger it's a trail at all. Nothing. Don't go up here. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. So we're like, well, maybe it's not closed. We're super confused. We can't look it up because we're out in the woods, but definitely nothing posted saying, do not hike this hike. And side note, we were not the only people who headed in to this trailhead that day. No, there were quite a few people there. The parking lot was yep. pretty full. Yep. So, you know. But yeah, you'll be able to see videos of what this looks like on our Patreon as well. So the next thing we wanted to know is when during this hike, Renee thought that something might be wrong. And that... Like, knowing when it went wrong, we can only ever really guess with missing mm -hmm. people of when yep. they thought it was wrong. Or we have no idea when they made their mistake. But talking to Renee, it's really cool to hear when he actually knew that he messed up and that something was wrong. On my way down, that's when I I realized, like, the burn kind of made it look different. Uh, some of the trees and the signs were burned down. Mm -hmm. uh, and I took a wrong turn. Uh, and that's when I was going down the the trail that it was no longer a trail. And I'm thinking like, wait, this is not my regular trail because the trail that I do zigzags going up the mountain. Mm -hmm. So my thing is like, it's zigzag. So I try to take a shortcut going down and I will meet the trail again where I was normally at. But it was in the opposite side of the mountain. That's where I figured out that like, okay, it's hard for me to come back up because the soil was so loose that I just told myself, I'm just going to keep on going down because if I go down where the water runs the uh, mountain, uh, it should take me back to the freeway where normally I'm parked. 
But again, I was at the opposite side. I wasn't at the side that I thought I was in. Okay. So I kept going down. On the opposite side, is it just more mountain? Like what's the terrain on the opposite side? It's just more mountain. Uh, nothing there was burned when you go down uh, where the water runs and the snow melts. Uh, it was just like pretty green. Uh, There's a lot of trees. And when I was going down, I couldn't see where I was at because the trees were above me. And it was just going down the canyon. Keep on, I kept on going until I couldn't go anymore because it was like a 200 feet steep down. And I told him I can't go down anymore. So I need to figure out how to get back up. And I couldn't get back up for a short period of time. And I posted a video where I was like telling people like, oh, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm at. So I told myself I need to go climb higher so I could get like invisibility where I'm at, like get a location, sense a location where I'm at. And that's when I started uh, climbing and crawling up the steep uh, terrain. And I think the sheriff said that they call it like a level three uh, rock climbing area. Probably have a helmet. You should probably have a rope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All that. And I had nothing that I was just literally crawling and grabbing the boulders. And I'm telling myself, hopefully I don't lose my grip because if I lose my grip, I'm going down 200 feet down. Was your adrenaline like at that point? I mean, is that what just kept you going was I might be lost. I might be in trouble. I just have to keep moving or... Yeah, I was just like, uh, I told myself, I need to find up the, uh, a way up because I have my phone and I only had like 25% battery in my phone. And because I was recording one on my trip, but taking pictures and recording. It's fast, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like draining really quick. <laughs> I was like, when, when I told myself I need to go up to get a signal and get higher where I could see where, where I'm at because I could see where I came from. And that's when I went up there and I like I myself was just like I wasn't even tired or hungry. I was just like focused on trying to get up. Okay, so I can totally imagine how Renee is feeling at this point, right? His phone is dying. He knows he's not on the trail, right? I mean, how incredibly terrifying to realize that. Although did he say he had service? No, he didn't have service. Okay, I was gonna say because we were told different things about service in this park as well. They're like, oh, service is really spotty. We had As zero in, service. Service is really spotty. It means you only get service if you go to the very top of the mountain. Basically, that is fact. We did not have service anywhere in this park. We did at the end of that one, that one campsite, all the way at the top on the opposite end of the park by the end, oh, by, the, by uh-huh. one of the exits. Yeah, it was like yeah. on the very edge of the park. And it was as high as you could go. Yeah, we were, yeah, mm-hmm. we were at the high end of the park too, and we had some service up there, but. Okay, so now if you guys have heard about this case at all, then you know that Renee was able to send out one photo to his roommate. And we'll post a picture of this photo, but it is basically a photo of his feet. Now, I was super curious why he sent a photo of his feet when he got in trouble instead of sending a photo of where he was. So, of course, we had to ask him. I ended up at that boulder where I took the picture of my feet. And and that's where I, after I took the picture, I started trying to move my phone around. You know how people do, like, trying to get a signal, like, yeah. <laughs> and like, trying to get a signal. And then I got, like, two bars. And that's when I sent the message to my roommate and told him, hey, uh, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm at. Like, I'm, like, like three miles away from Buckhorn. And I took two snapshots and only one made it through, which is the one on my feet. That's what I saw. What what was the other picture of? 
The other one is a lot better because I actually had the the like the tip of the mountains, like a para- mm-hmm. panoramic view of it. So pretty much I would tell people where I'm at and they could see me from that side. I could see the road. You know how you could see the carving of the roads in the mountains? Mm-hmm. I could see like seven miles away, like little carving. Like I could see that's where I've been before. I'd driven through that road. Uh, so I was like, tell him, hopefully they get that. But he told me he never got that after he, they found me. But uh, he sent him a response, and which was like, oh, he responds. So he's like, okay, so what should I do? I don't know what to do. So I call the police. And that's when I sent a message and he didn't get it. So I don't know what, like, he called the police or he didn't call the police. So, like, I lost signal and my phone started draining really quick. So, like, okay, I need to save my battery. I only have, like, 12% now. So I turned it off during the daytime. Uh, and I was just finding a little, uh, like, there was a rock formation that was, like, a, a horse shape, but square. And it was just perfect for me because I just um, squat right there and it covered me all the way to the top. It was like a big block. And that's where I was looking where the pictures were taken, like that view was my view through the whole night. And I was just looking at the opposite sides of the canyon because it was getting late. And I was just telling myself, okay, what am I going to do? What should I do next day? Uh, You know, because I don't know where I'm at right now. I mean, I know the other area, but it's so steep, have to go down and then go back up. Yeah, how very unfortunate that the one picture that sent was the one of his feet and not the one of the freaking, like... Yeah, so he takes this, like, nice panoramic photo of, like, the terrain and the mountain, mm-hmm. the mountains around him, sends it to his roommate, takes a second photo of just his feet, and that's the photo that goes through, not the other one. So unfortunate. <laughs> So when his roommate responded, are you serious? Like, do I need to call for help? Yes. If someone ever texts you that they are lost or don't know where they are and they're in the woods. Make them pay for the helicopter charge when you call for help and a helicopter is sent out. But you should for sure 100% you should call the police. You should definitely do that. But he did respond with... Yes, call the police, but that message never went through. And he did have to shut his phone off because he didn't want it to lose battery and it's getting dark at this point. And that's the area where, as it got later in the evening, I started hearing rocks falling. And then I looked and there was like a mountain lion walking through the the other side of the canyon. So I'm thinking like, okay, there's a mountain lion over there. I'm thinking they're coming up to eat or they're coming back home after the day. So I'm thinking, okay, they're over there and I'm bleeding a little bit. So hopefully they don't smell about blood. Um, are, they, <laughs> are they like sharks? Are they attracted to blood? I don't even know. I don't know. that. I'm, I just, my mind is just wondering, like, are they going to smell my blood? Because I'm bleeding. That's where the picture where I was bleeding. I scraped my arm. Yeah, so we are I'll, actually, mountain lions is like one of the things that we are actually scared of in the we have a a ton of bears here but bears are very skittish and they tend to run where in the last few years we've had quite a few mountain lion attacks on hikers and we're like um that's the one thing i I saw a bear this weekend while hiking and i'm like cool look it's a bear but (laughs) a mountain lion i would be like nope 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 those things are scary Yeah, no, and it, it was just to me, I was just looking at them and then, because it was like a Y-shaped canyon, like it went like this and then went like that. 
And then on the opposite side, there was like uh, I saw a bear, a black bear, and that one was just like walking. I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't really feel like it would come my way because it was going farther. So like, and you can make their body shapes like from where I was. I was like looking like, oh wow, that's like you know a bear. And it's like, so I'm thinking like a mountain lion and a bear. So I was like, I'm just keeping my view like open and looking at what they're at. And just uh, as they got darker or the evening got later and darker, I started just using my hearing, like, you know, anything moving towards me or getting close to me. Uh, as the night got, as I got later and it was getting dark, I started putting like rocks next to me and sticks because um, that's where I was going to sleep overnight because I didn't really have any more energy to keep on going up. That's where I was like, I was so exhausted. So I just huddled right there and I was wearing shorts as, as the picture shows uh, and it started to get real cold and, and I didn't have no like jacket or nothing, just my backpack shorts mm-hmm. and the dirt. Uh, so I started using my backpack to cover my legs and I was just through the night just, you know, <laughs> thinking of what was going to be my next strategy, what I was going to do the next day in the morning. Okay, first off, a fucking mountain lion is not something that I want to see when I'm lost in the woods. Um, A mountain lion is just something I really honestly don't want to see ever. Yeah, and he gets to see a mountain lion and a bear. Oh, you know what I am scared of if I ever got lost in the woods? Being cold. That is one of the things that terrifies me. Oh my God, well, no food, no problem. I'll starve to death. I don't care. But I don't want to be fucking cold. You're going to be cold if you're lost in the woods. Newsflash. I know. That's why I don't want to get lost in the woods. And he's wearing shorts too. Like, and that is why forever now I will be wearing my shorts hiking that also zip into pants. And I will be carrying the pant legs with me when I wear shorts. Madison has that, but she's never going to remember to do that. My mother likes to make fun of my hiking pants because <laughs> she has re- she's a she's a real hiker. She has real hiking pants. I do not. I didn't realize how phenomenal it is to actually wear real hiking pants. They're waterproof. They're nice. They keep me warm. They keep me very comfortable in the temperature that I am in. Yeah. All right. Enough about Maddie's pants. Let's get back to it. Um, and as they got later, then I started hearing a helicopter fly. So. I'm not sure it was already dark. And then I heard a helicopter come in and they were like at the mountain peaks looking for me. Uh, and then uh, that's when I realized, oh, my friend did tell the sheriff. So he did tell them. So they're looking for me. And I was just yelling, <laughs> thinking they would hear me. You right, like, like they're going to hear you. <laughs> yeah, I like thinking they're going to hear, but I don't know why. It was just like, help, help. I was like really loud. And my voice, I was listening to my voice, just yelling. And at one point, the helicopter lit their light towards me, but they're like, a mile or two away from me, so I don't think they're going to see me. And I was just, like, moving around, and whatever little power I had on my phone, I turned on and I tried to use my screen, and I was mm-hmm. moving screen, like, you know, see, they could see it from a mile away. Uh, but, no, there wasn't even, they wouldn't see it, and then that's when my battery died after that because I was using, like, trying to use it as a the bright screen. Uh, so I was, like, the battery died. So I didn't have any more battery, no phone. And I was just looking at the helicopter flying around. They were there for like a few hours. Uh, that was in like two hours almost, flying back and forth. And then like thinking, I guess they think I'm over there uh, because that's what they're looking for me. So I told myself, okay, like I need to see what they're doing because I want to see where, which way they're going to leave, like when they end their search. 
So when they ended their search, they flew right where I'm at, but in the opposite side of the little hill that I'm at. So they flew to the other slot because I saw them coming towards me, but they flew to the opposite side. So I told myself, okay, so they're in the opposite. I need to get on top of that because that's probably where they're going to come back next day in the morning they search for me. So I was just through the night, I was just trying to stay calm and, you know, thinking like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get up there? Because it looked pretty steep. Um, the boulders and everything there, like, I told myself, how am I going to get up there in the morning? So, and then, you know, I started getting like spiritual and thinking like, God, it's not, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to go. Like, but if this is your plan, then okay. I'm okay with it, but I'm not ready. So that's what's going on through my head all through the night. And I was trying to sleep, but I, 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 don't, I didn't sleep because any little sound I would hear, I would open my eyes. Yeah. And and then I was next to like a cave, a little small cave that something crawled out at, at, at night and it was eating something. And it sounds so human-like, like it was opening up like potato chips or something. <laughs> and I'm what is that? Like, I didn't even want to look. Like, what is that eating there? Like, there's no people up here. How did they get, like, a potato chips? So I was just thinking, like, my head, like, what is it? I was just wondering what it was, but I didn't even want to look. And it just was there for, like, five, ten minutes. And then I guess they crawled back in into whatever that hole was. What do you think it was, like, looking back on it now? Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think of what type of other wildlife is there. I mean... I, I don't know if they're, they're like giant possums or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what stuff. Uh, I mean, marmot? I we have marmots. Okay, well, maybe like a raccoon. I mean, raccoons, uh, they're not normally up there closer to the city. Um, so, no, I, I just was trying to figure out what kind of wildlife we had to see what it was. Because it was just, honestly, it just felt like it was somebody opening a bag of chips and eating. And I was just like, okay, hopefully it doesn't come up here. So, uh yeah, and I just the night I was just thinking, looking at the sky, looking at the satellites pass by, because when it's so dark, you see satellites moving on the stars. So it looks like a little star that's moving, but it's a satellite. Yeah, this is devastating that the helicopter didn't see him that first time around. But it's not as bad as that one guy in that one case that we did that one time where he did the wrong wave to the helicopter and it left him. We didn't do that case, but I talked about it in one of our cases. So he's basically like out stranded in like this cabin. In Alaska, I believe. And he's on like death's doorstep. Like he is starving to death. It's snowy. It's cold. He doesn't know how long he's going to live. He hears a helicopter. He goes running out. And he waves at the helicopter, like, like waves, waves, waves. With like, one arm. Like, hey, guys, like, hey, hey, like, I'm here. You're here to rescue me, whatever. And then when the helicopter, he realizes it's seen him, he runs back in to get his belongings. And when he comes back out, the helicopter is gone. And then later on, he's looking at the, like, this His little- fishing license. Yep. Or his hunting license. Hunting license. And it has like a little thing on the back of it that says, if you need help, the universal signal is to put both of your hands up in the air at the same time. Yeah. And like wave your like both hands. Like both and hands. And if you are all good, you just wave with one hand. And that's when he realizes that he fucked up. He died. Yeah, he, he did not make he it. He kept out a of journal the woods. and he died. Yeah, he kept a journal and that's how we know of this information. So, so that I would say is the most <laughs> tragic 
So that's a little more tragic. But I must say, if I was lost in the woods and the helicopter leaves without seeing me. I'd be like, oh my God. And I killed the battery in my phone, trying desperately to signal them with the light on my, my phone. Like, I would be a little upset. And also the potato chip thing. So he's like huddled in his little like rock crater. His and little all, like cubby. Yeah. And all of a sudden he can hear something e- eating potato chips or so he thought. So disturbing. Um, so I was just like the whole night. And then as I started getting towards like I, I would be like two or three in the morning. I started seeing a big white a movement coming towards me. And it was like the fog. The fog started coming in. And it started going a little bit over me, and then it would disappear, and then come back again, back and forth, and it was just getting really cold. So I was just trying to stay warm through the whole night and alert. Yeah. Um, what were you thinking when you saw the helicopter leave? Because it sounds like you were like, oh, well, they're going to come back. It, it, it doesn't I, I was, sound like you were thinking, worried. Well, no, I wasn't really worried, because I, I, I seen shows where, like, usually searches last more than one day. <laughs> so they usually do it for a few uh, hours and then they come the next day. I think they usually do it for a few days until they give up. Um, so I told myself, like, next day in the morning, once I saw the first sign of, like, morning, that's when I started crawling back up. So I started crawling back up. And as I was crawling back up, I was just like, again, I'd never done rock climbing, but I was just, like, holding for dear life, like, boulders and crawling up. And... And then as I got up to the other side right there, then that part was completely sharp for like burn, like charcoal, everything, every tree was charcoal, like black. So that's when I ended up there where it was all burned. Um, and that's where I saw the helicopter the, the night before fly over, but in my opposite side. So I told myself, okay, if they're going to come, um, they're going to fly through here. So I had to make myself visible. So I started putting like big SOS signs in the ground, like in the, black charcoal all the ash and as i started doing that the fog started to get really high to where covering me again so it started getting really thick and it was covering me so i told myself oh my god i can't see like are they gonna be able to see me so i took out like i had a white white tank top so i took my white tank top and i was just like waiting there walking back and forth debating whether i should keep on going down the mountain or should i try to go up but i didn't know where i was at because the fog wouldn't let me see, like, the peak of the mountains. Mm. So I was just telling myself, okay, what do I do? Like, I don't know where I'm at. I can't see the other side. So I was just back and forth and right in the top of the little hill. And uh, time passed by so quick, I guess. uh, I started getting, like, midday. Um, Then I started hearing a helicopter. uh, And I'm like, okay, a helicopter's coming. I hear it. It was getting louder. And I could literally feel the blades above me passing, but I couldn't see them. The fog was so thick. Uh, and I was just yelling and waving my shirt, help, help, help. And they just passed through me. I mean, I, I just it just passed, like, heading to the same location they were, I guess, the night before, looking for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, midday. And so then as I, I heard them fly over, I couldn't see which direction I went and I didn't know which direction I should go. So I was just telling God, I need help, I need help. Like I need like a little patch to open up so I can like see where I'm at. And I don't know, it's weird. I don't know if people might say that, I don't know. So they did open up a little patch in the fog 
And that's when I was able to see like the location where I was at. And I told myself, okay, so I need to climb up there. That's where they're at, because I can see the helicopter over there. And I told myself, okay, I need to climb up. And it was like seven, eight thousand feet where they were at. And I was like about three thousand feet. So I told myself, okay, I need to, because I didn't see no trails. So I like, had to make my own trails. So I started using also animal trails because they leave tracks mm-hmm. on the side. So I started going up and it was the soil was so loose. I was just grabbing trees and bushes and just going up. And I like, I need energy. I need to get up there. Uh, and I just started crawling up and I had to go about the fog because the, the fog was keeping them, keeping them from seeing me. So I told myself, I need to go up, up. And I literally used all my energy trying to go up. I almost fell down. And that's when I like, I, I needed to pee and then I pee and I noticed, you know how when they say your urine is like red orange, it's like you're dehydrating, you're like really in trouble and it's turning red. So that's when I saw and I, that's when I realized, okay, I am dehydrating. I better do something. I need to find water. I'm dehydrating because I don't have any more water and up here there's no water. So I was just, that's when I started thinking about my, health as far as like whether well, am I going to be able to make it and mm-hmm. I start feeling it later because I was just focused on trying to get up there so my, my body going to feel it later uh, so I just used all my energy going up and I went as high as I could and I went to the highest side of the mountain and it was just a bunch of boulders and a lot of open space so I, t- I told myself I need to find open space where they can see me if they fly they're going to fly through here back so that's why I ended up and I just stayed there and I could hear the helicopter flying and the other side of the mountain peak. And I could hear them and I like I told myself, okay, are they gonna am I gonna be able to see them? But I couldn't see them because they were so focused in that area. So I just like I, I told myself, okay, so it's getting late. The sun is almost like going down. If they don't see me, what am I gonna do? Cause the other mountain peak, um, it looks very difficult. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it because uh, I don't know how the animals would jump from the boulders to the other boulders, like, because they were so high. And I was following the animal trails. And I was like, I don't know, I can't get up there. So if they don't find me today, I don't know if I'll survive the night. That's what I was telling myself. Like, and I was just, that's when I started getting worried because I feel like I used all my energy to get up there. And I was so exhausted. And then I told myself I need to find like shelter, whether to shelter here. If they don't find me. So I had already found an area under a big tree and boulders. Uh, I told myself this is where I'm going to sleep if they don't find me. So I just waited for the time to come when they were going to leave. And then that's when I started seeing it from the other side of the mountain, the helicopter turning. Uh, and I said, okay, they're coming, they're coming. So like I started jumping and making myself visible and waving my shirt, help, help. And I'm yelling, help, help. And they were a good half mile away from me because they were flying around the mountain. And and the fog was getting higher also where I was at. So the fog was getting to my location as well. So they're above the fog. We're both above the fog. So they're flying far from me, going away. And I and I think like they're not seeing me and I'm still jumping and yelling. They kept on going and they kept on going. And then I guess as they were further down, uh, going down the mountain, they start turning. And when I saw it turning, I like, so maybe they saw me. Maybe they saw me, so I saw them turning. They started going around the other side of the mountain, so I ran to the other side of the mountain as well because I was already at the tip. And that's when I started jumping, and when I saw one of the uh, sheriffs that was on the side of the door make some hand gestures, 
So that just like <laughs> a little tear came out, like, oh, they found me, they found me, they saw me, they saw me, they saw me. So glad that the helicopter came back the next day. Glad he was able to get to higher ground. Glad they were able to see him. One thing that's kind of crazy is the searcher that actually noticed him noticed him because of his blue shoes. And that's because that's all they knew he had. So from the picture of his feet, they knew that he was wearing blue shoes. And the searcher said that he had just been scanning the terrain looking for anything blue to catch his eye. Crazy. That's crazy. I think I might be fucked if I get lost because you're fucked. I'm definitely in trouble. You're fucked. There's a slight chance that I'm wearing something of color, but it's honestly rare because I feel like all my hiking gear is pretty. It's like, you, yeah, you have a lot of like neutral colors. Dude, there. I'm like camouflaged in with the background. <laughs> so I'm basically wearing black and white, which surprisingly does camouflage in well with the woods, as we've learned. Um, another thing, not only the blue shoes, but they said that he was very lucky because they were on their way back to base when they passed him. They were leaving. Which meant another night. He probably wouldn't have. The Definitely the biggest concern I would have had is probably if my pee was coming out red. Yes. Oh, yeah. Orange, red, like anything in that category. Anything that's not yellow, be concerned about. Yeah. So you're severely dehydrated. Something is terribly wrong. Now Seek medical attention. (laughs) At the top of the mountain. I mean, he's got to be so dehydrated by this point. He might have survived another day. How many days can you go without water? Like three. But those effects can be magnified based on your circumstances. Which his circumstances are hot. Hot weather. He's overexerting himself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the sun, even being sunburnt can probably affect that. Make you die faster. Yeah. So crazy, crazy, crazy. It's the lack of water. If they hadn't got him that day, he would have had to go back down, which he said would have been impossible. But he would have had to go back down to find water. There's no choice about it. Or yeah. he would have died. Uh, and they just told me after they took me down to the camp, they're like, you're so lucky because uh, three weeks ago we found a hiker, but she was down there. So she was lost in the same area that was there. Really? But- yeah, unfortunately for her, they found her dead because the family relatives didn't call her in to like two days after she was missing. And they found her dead. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so I didn't realize like, she's like, yeah, you're very lucky. You probably didn't even realize how lucky no. you were or how much in danger you were until it was all over with, really. Yeah, I didn't because I didn't realize like people would get lost like it seems like so nice and peaceful out there at night and green and everything like you enjoy but I didn't realize like how much adventure was it in because yeah we we report on a lot of yeah. a lot of cases where it doesn't end well so I mean we we know how it happens and I mean it sounds like you got super lucky that they were able to see you they were probably in shock too because here they are they're like man we got to give up for the day we're gonna head in like we're not gonna find him today and then on their way back to camp, all of a sudden, there you are. I like, I just wanted it to be over. Like, I just wanted to go home. And ever since they gave me that blanket, I, I have that blanket in my backpack. I always carry it with me now. Oh, you do? That's yeah. Awesome. Every, everywhere I go, I take my blanket now. 
uh, when I go hiking now, I take the blanket and then now I have flashlight. I have a headlight. I have. Yep. A- I mean, we always carry a shelter of some kind. Mm-hmm extra food, a blanket of some kind. Um, we're terrified of getting lost in the woods, obviously. So I, I think a lot of, you don't really realize though, how vital those small items can become until yes. you've been in it. Yeah, I need it. And it's like, even if I just had like a little mirror, would it help a lot? And I had nothing like that to like, you know, reflect the sunlight or something. Mm-hmm. A whistle, simple, something so cheap like it's only like a buck to get a whistle like all those things i didn't have nothing i didn't have my locator on my phone on either that was just like another thing they told me you should put your location on your phone on i saw that is that just something that you've never had on your phone never thought about it kind of thing never thought about it and i do hiking i'm an avid hiker i love hiking i love the outdoors but i never thought i would put i'd be in this situation ever I never thought something like this would happen to me because I, I consider myself very well like hiking trails like that I go and I visit many times. Um, but I, I just never felt the need to turn it on. Uh, right. I don't even know if mine's on, honestly. Yeah. Like, like, I have no I have no idea. I mean, I carry we carry GPS with us when we we have a Garmin that we carry, but for my normal phone, I don't think I would guess my location's probably off too. Also another hiker died in that same area a couple weeks before him. But it just goes to show, like, Renee didn't even know that that had happened when he hiked this area, which, you know, you think you're safe. You think you don't have to worry about things. You think that you're going to be okay. Yeah, no, you really do. And people really don't realize that these bad things happen because especially when we go places for cases or hikes for cases and things like that, and we start talking with these people, and then they're like, oh, well, what do you guys do? Like, what are you doing? I had a dad ask me that today at the basketball game. <laughs> Why I wasn't at the game on Saturday last week. And I was like, oh, I was I was in L.A. And he was like, what were you doing in L.A.? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I was just there for work. And he was like, oh, what do you do? And I was like... Oh, uh, I have a podcast on missing and murdered backpackers and hikers. And he was like, you're serious? And I was like, yep. (laughs) He was like, oh, I I like hiking. I was like, cool. Probably shouldn't listen to my podcast then. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Also, who here that is listening has the locations turned on on their phone? Because I'm pretty sure I don't. So maybe check, see if your locations are turned on. Another thing about that, though, is that would probably drain your battery faster, too. Just carry GPS, maybe. I don't know. Uh, We actually did get in a little bit of trouble while we were camping in Angeles National Park because we were so stressed out. And if you see our video, you'll know why and what happened at our campsite. But we completely forgot to turn on our GPS. We completely forgot to communicate that we were alive, that we found a spot. And so we were just off the grid until the next day at like 11. <laughs> and when did we really do that? Yeah. We didn't tell anyone where we were. We didn't tell anybody where we were because normally as soon as we set up camp, I turn on my GPS and I send out a, here's where we're, because every time I send a message with my GPS, it sends a map of where we are. So that's how I send it to one person. I send it to Shed. He knows where we're at. Everything's fine. He's going to make sure we get rescued if he doesn't hear from us again. We never turned on our GPS. So we went dark the second we entered the park, which was probably around 10 Uh a.m. on 
Friday. Uh-huh. And didn't come back out until after 11 on Saturday. Yeah, because it took us a while to get out of the park. It took us a long time to get out of the park because of the other incident that we had on our way back down. So we, like, it is, it's hard to find a good balance between, like, keeping everybody notified and making sure you have all the right things on. But if he had had his locations on when he sent that picture, they would have been able to find him instantly. They did get a signal through one of the Sousa's towers. That's how they were kind of pinpoint kind of the near location. And then also Ben, which is the guy that kind of helped them with my location. He got them close to where I'm at. Like a yeah, mile. I think within a mile or something, right? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So based on the on the picture and then also the tower that the police uh, received from the uh, phone company, like where the signal was received. Um, so that and then Ben helped them like with the pictures because he says he's hiked there before. Mm-hmm. So he likes kind of the terrain and he's like, okay, he must be somewhere around here. So, yeah, and it's like I, I spoken to Ben, and, you know, like, Ben, thank you so much. Like, I owe you my life. Like, you know, <laughs> I haven't met him in person, but we talked in Zoom several times. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he was, like, uh, very helpful. And, uh, you know, he was just, like, I'm glad to help, you know, that you're not out there stuck. Um, but, yeah, like, I told myself, like, that's also very interesting how, like, the social media came into it and worked. Like, mm-hmm. this next of like eyes and ears and information just share so rapidly that people like, oh, I seen this and it helped uh, me uh, and, and they were able to locate me. <laughs> and good for your roommate too, your roommate, right? Yeah, my roommate. For, for actually calling the police because I know a lot of people are scared or nervous or worried that they're going to you know, they're doing it too soon or it's a burden or whatever the situation might be. And it sounds like he got on it pretty fast. Yeah, he thought at first it was a joke. He was like, I'm not going to do it because he thought it was a joke because we joke around sometimes. Uh, so he thought it was a joke. Like, what do I do? And that's when I, the last message that I got was, should I, should I call the police? And I sent a message, but he didn't receive that. So I was wondering, like, did he call him? And that's when I found out when the helicopter, like, yeah, they did call him. So they're looking for me. So he but it's funny me. that his instinct was like, maybe he's just messing around. This is a joke. This is a joke. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. And I was thinking, like, hopefully he's not, I think it's a joke. Because, like, if he thinks it's a joke, then I'm going to be stuck up here. And, <laughs> and I get hurt, like, break a leg, then I'm literally not going to be able to make it out of here. Well, you're, so, uh, you are really lucky that you didn't fall or injure yourself along yeah. the way. I or mean, get too dehydrated like that. As a common yeah, I was getting there. I was just feeling, telling myself because I was there for at least 32 hours from the moment I started my hike at 10 in the morning. Yeah. And they found me around 4 in the afternoon the following day. So I was just like telling myself, like, uh, I was already there. I already saw my body like getting dehydrated. But I was just so focused on trying to get myself visible that I wasn't really feeling it. Like my body wasn't feeling it, but I could see it. That's the survival mode. Your body goes into survival mode and you think or you you forget about those necessities. It shuts them down one at a time, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm hungry, Mm -hmm. I'm thirsty, I'm tired. It just kind of shuts those down so that it can put all of its energy into surviving. And uh, yeah. When do you eat your uh, breakfast cookie? That an hour later after I, I was hiking, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I was just going for a hike and I ate it and then I was coming down. Uh, so when you got I, lost, you had zero food. 
zero food and I had like half of my water. When I got lost, I had no more water when I put the video on because I was like, oh, I'm lost. That I had no more water. Okay, so Ben is a fucking hero. That's all I can say about that. This like crazy like fire tracker map guy, Ben. I actually, I went, I've looked at some of his stuff on, he's mostly on Twitter. I couldn't really find him anywhere else. But on Twitter, he posts a lot of like, the fire's moving this way. This is what's happening. Like a lot of maps. Like he's a super big map guy. And the fact that he was able to pinpoint Renee's location within a mile based on a picture of his feet is insane. Yeah. No, absolutely insane that it's he was insane. able to do that. Yeah. Crazy. If you have these skills, please put them to use. Um. Yeah. So first off, good on the Angeles National Forest Search and Rescue. I don't know if that's what they're actually called. For even posting this picture in the first place. And then good on every single person that shared it, that got it into Ben's hands, who said, I bet I can figure out where that's at. Yeah, absolutely. I can't. I can't. I, no, couldn't do it. Not me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> no, no. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Um also, I'm so glad that his roommate actually called 911 because he thought he was joking. Uh, funny joke, buddy. Which if Maddie texted me and was like, hey, mom, I'm lost. I'd be like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you're so funny. Like, I'd probably think you were joking at first, too. And then I would immediately start packing my bag and like running out the door. <laughs> he immediately be like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Uh, um... And then I literally stays there, like I'm looking around and like, oh my, I don't know where I'm at, I'm lost. And that's that was the video. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe when they find me, if I don't survive, they're gonna see my video that I did get lost. So. <laughs> yeah, we we think about that all the time when we're like taking we've been lost a couple of times, nothing crazy or anything like that. But I mean, when we were hiking in Europe, we got lost and uh we're like taking funny videos of us like trying to find the trail and we collected a couple other hikers that were also lost. Yeah. And so we're like doing these these videos and taking these pictures and we're like, great, if this is going to be the last thing that people see if we actually do not make it out of here, maybe we should be a little more serious. Like, Yeah, and I was just thinking the same thing. Like that would be my, like, I'm, I got lost. So I lost. So, uh, and I was just tell myself, don't get hurt because I almost literally thought I broke my leg that scrape that you saw that was in the picture uh-huh. that's when I, when I was going down the canyon I had to jump like 10 feet down but there was a bunch of uh, uh, soil like uh, leaves and everything so it broke my fall but my foot fell in between a tree and a rock and I fell back and my backpack broke my back uh, my fall so it broke my fall so but my foot was stuck in between the rock and the tree so that's when I looked at it and it was white and I was thinking it was my bone I'm like oh my leg I was wondering why your legs were so dirty in the picture I was like was he rolling around in the dirt like what how did he get so dirty it's because the soil is so deep it's like you there's a bunch of leaves and you step on them you go in like a foot or two into it it's just soil like leaves and that's where they were so dirty. And that's when my foot got scraped in, the, in one of the trees when I fell down. And I was I got up and I thought I had broken my leg. Did they have searchers on the ground too? Or were they just searching? Because they found your car at the trailhead, right? Or near the yes. trailhead? Well, I parked. There's a parking that I parked there and I lived up there. Uh, 
And they told me that the night before they did drop a few search uh, rescue, like in the area where they think I was. And I was yelling through the night, like, you know, yelling, help, help. And then just, it would go echo into the mountains. And like, I would hope somebody would hear me and call back. And I wouldn't hear anything. But the sheriffs told me that they had like seven uh, sheriffs were dropped in different locations. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they was dropped in different locations. And I met some of them. And they were telling me, yeah, we were looking for you over here. And we were looking for you over here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was way, way down. <laughs> you guys were like in the top of the house in the bottom. It's amazing uh, what you're capable of, what you find you're capable of when you're put in a situation like that. Because most people never get to find out like what they're really made up or what they're able to or push we through. never get to hear. Or we never hear. What they're, what was going on in their head when they went missing. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, like I said, I never would say I would see myself in a situation like that. So yeah, you do stuff that you didn't know how you would handle it, but you're there and you just like try to do the best in your body's doing like survival mode and what do I do now? And because I've been in other situations where I have to stop people from killing people. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like different than this because this is like you're trying to save somebody and this is like you're trying to save yourself. So I've been opposites. So it's just like I told myself like I my body was just like or my mind was mostly like just telling my body nothing. Like my mind was mostly like what do I do? How do I get there? Uh, you know, what am I going to eat or drink? I don't have anything else. And like anything about the pain and the cuts and everything because I had like literally like seven blisters in my feet that I didn't even feel them until after they rescued me I was in pain <laughs> after they rescued me my whole body's in pain mm-hmm. blisters like skin's falling off but during that time that I is, yeah nothing. it's just like my body's numb like from physical pain and thank god too right I mean imagine if you were sitting there trying to stay warm and survive and were, had to worry about your skin falling off of your feet at the same time. Yeah, there's like no physical pain whatsoever. It was just like my mind was taking over and just thinking of what am I going to do? I'm going to get there. You know, yeah. What am I going to eat? Uh, what am I going to do if a mountain lion gets close to me or a bear gets close to me? Like all these things are in my mind. But as far as physical pain, all that cuts and everything, I didn't honestly didn't feel any. I wasn't in pain physically. Is there any kind of berries, anything that you could have eaten in the area, or is it pretty dry? It's pretty dry, and it was just mostly boulders and a uh, little, there's like really bushes, but they didn't have any like fruit or anything, uh, berries or anything. It was just like trees, regular trees, desert trees, little ones. Um, so, no, I didn't, I did try to look around and see anything I could, but there was nothing that I think I, I could eat. Uh, so, I was just telling myself, okay. I have no food, so what do I do now? <laughs> You're going to do some dieting yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, I literally lost like six pounds uh, when I came back home. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure. For that day, six pounds is water weight. Uh, I was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the first thing you ate when you uh, got home? Actually, when the sheriffs took me to the station where um, they had the uh, station set up for the communications, uh, they were having a barbecue and they actually asked me if I had a hamburger or a hot dog. And I said, I'll take a hamburger. So they <laughs> took a hamburger for me. And it was like a, a mountain cabin, a restaurant up there that they were using. And But it was closed because of COVID, but they were still cooking for the sheriffs. Oh, um, 
So yeah, so they hired a burger. I was so hungry that burger. Was it the best hamburger you've ever had? Yeah, it was so good. I'm like, it's so good. I was just talking to them like, it's so good. Thank you. Like, oh my, I was just devouring it. That and that uh, water, and then you want more water, like yeah, more water. So, so is that the backpack that you had with you then? Yeah, this is a backpack. I taken it. I taken it to Colorado, Black Canyon, Boulder, like uh, where I go hiking. My friends, I have friends in Colorado. So, um, yeah, that's what I carry now. It's like I said, I'm putting everything that they suggest I put for emergencies now. So what have, What did you have in it on the day that you went hiking? Just. Uh, 15 pound uh, uh, vest, the vest and uh, water and the cracker. And that's it. Other little stuff, but nothing that I could use to like get somebody's attention if I'm lost. Um, But, you know, it was an experience that to me, like, uh, like I never thought I'd have this experience ever. Later, I went hiking in the Hatchapi Mountains. so I still wanted to go because this time I stayed from, away from that because, you know, the sheriff told me that it was possibly trespassing. But so I told myself, okay, I'm not going to go there, but I'm still going to go. I, that's my place, like my little haven where I go and relax and chill and meditate. Well, I'm so, glad it didn't ruin the outdoors for you. Yeah. I could see how that would easily deter people from wanting to go out there again. So that's good. Awesome. So yeah, I still- you love the outdoors. I mean, that's not gonna stop me. <laughs> I know so. we're we're big hikers and backpackers, so we there's not really much that would stop us from wanting to go hike. I don't think. Maybe so. if you got like attacked by a mountain lion, I think that might deter me. I think it might not a mountain lion that would be your like breaking point. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I mean, maybe it would be to me to me too, but I never, you know. Uh, I guess we'll see if that ever happens. It would take something very extreme to like deter me from going back out. Yeah, something pretty dramatic. I mean, but I mean, and people could say this was traumatic, but I still feel like to me it was just like I was out where I love being at. Outdoors. It was a test of your strength. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it too. Like, I mean, I love it. I mean, I did enjoy it in my start of my hike, but then when I realized that I was lost, that's when it started becoming more like It's just okay. an extreme workout. Yeah, it was very extreme, very extreme workout. So <laughs> very extreme workout, which if you don't pass, then you die. <laughs> die, you're done if you don't make it. So what advice would you give to other hikers right now before they head out? I would say, like, one first thing is, like, your phone. Like, make sure your location is activated because nowadays, like, social media uh, and also, like, technology is a big thing that people use, especially to locate people. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be one thing. And then also, like, even if you, like myself, I didn't know I was going to get myself in that situation. Like, have stuff like, you know, a whistle, uh, something minor, a mirror, a little mirror, pocket mirror, my day pack is about uh, 15 pounds. So it okay. has our my tent in it mm-hmm. or some. We either do a tent or like some sort of shelter. And then we always carry, we have an emergency pack, a first aid kit, our blanket. extra food, a blanket. Yeah. We don't carry, we don't carry extra water usually because we have so much water here where oh. we hike. Yeah. So we always carry our water filter. Yeah. It's, we run into hikers all the time who are lost. I mean, it's really easy to get lost here, but it's very dense. It's very um, 
trails can be really hard to follow. Mm -hmm. And we've more than once stumbled across people lost. So, (laughs) I mean, it it can be scary, but most people don't want to carry that extra weight for like a normal day hike. You know, they just want to be able to go and not, I mean, you were carrying the weight anyway. It was just. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, to me, hikes are like, I love the outdoors and then I also use it as an exercise opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I always try to put weight. Like even when I go with my friends to Disneyland, uh, they always see, why do you have all that weight in your backpack? I just want to be carrying the weight with me when I'm walking around like 20 miles in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm used to, like I want to have weight on me. Like it just helps me work out at the same time. Oh, now you can carry the weight in survival gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do. But you know I had nothing of the things that you just mentioned, and that's what I learned. I need to put stuff like that in my backpack. Uh, light, uh, you know, flashlight, anything that... Would... Headlamp, yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. is so easy to get lost, and people just don't realize how fast it can happen to you. We also carry a um, our solar panel charger. So mm-hmm. it, it hangs on the back of my pack, and then if we can charge our phones or... Uh, our headlamps are chargeable that way as well. So we always have like, it's a little electronic bag and it has like the cords and it has anything that we would need to charge. And then that, and it it weighs ounces. I mean, it's so light. Um, I would definitely recommend one of those because then you don't have to worry about the battery on your phone because... Yeah, that's my roommate. He gave me now after I, this whole thing, he has a battery charger that he gave me. So I like now you could use this wherever you go have it free charge. <laughs> so like yeah, like, I'm not going through this again. You need to keep your phone charged. I mean, that's what I tell everybody. It's never gonna happen again. It's never. Well, gonna and for again. me, I always want my phone charged for pictures. I never like really think, oh, I'm gonna use my phone to call for help or to save my life. No, I want to be able to take pictures the whole time I'm out there. Yeah, we also when we go hiking, we carry a Garmin. We do have a Garmin. Yeah, so we have like a GPS. Okay. And those those are nice. It's it's kind of big and it's kind of clunky and it costs like $14 a month, but you can pause it during the non-hiking season. But uh, if you even get lost, you can call to them and say, hey, I'm lost. I don't know what direction to go. Like, can you tell me, like, I don't need a helicopter, but I need you to tell me like which direction I should turn and where I should go. And they can kind of pinpoint where you are and help you. And then any messages you send with it, it sends your location. So if I send a message, because I have an app on my phone, so I send the message through the app on my phone, it uses the satellite to send it. And it also sends my location on a map. Okay. So whoever I message can kind of track us. Because we've done we've done like over 100 miles at a time. So when you don't have cell phone service and your loved ones back home are like, okay, it's been four days. Like I haven't heard from them. So yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I, I need to get that. And even my roommate's telling me to get the newest Apple phone that has the GPS and everything. So like, oh yeah, I'm going to look into it. So, cause I like to know like how much of a distance I hike. And the oh, yeah, like be able to track it. I track mine uh, through Gaia. Yeah. That's, that was the next, the next. Yeah. Gaia has been our favorite app. We used it in Europe. We've used it everywhere, but you, you can download all the maps ahead of time. And then it shows you exactly where you are on the map. And it also tracks like how far you hiked and what your pace was and all of that. All that stuff. That was, that's been a lifesaver for me. Well, we've used it on the way back mostly. So we rarely need it to get to the location, but sometimes coming back, like you said, looks very different. 
been going up. And so it, you know, every now and then we're like, we'll pull it up and just kind of check, are we on the same path? Cause it tracks your path for you. So you can see if you've been on that spot before or not. So. Yes. But, uh-huh. I need to do that. I need to get something like that. My roommate keeps on pushing me to get the, that new iPhone. <laughs> you need to figure this out. Cause I don't want to deal with this. Does <laughs> your roommate hike at all? No, he's not an outdoor because I always invite him. Like, no, I don't like it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everyone. It is a it is a lot no. of work. I mean, yeah, especially when you're doing like multiple days and things like that. I'm getting mean. lost and doing some bouldering. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, I mean, I, like I said, I love for the physical and also being outdoors in nature. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I enjoy being out there. Well, thank you so much for yeah. like coming and chatting with us. I mean, like I said, we're really excited to bring an actual survival story. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's so refreshing. Yeah. Well, I learned very valuable lesson for me. So <laughs> I guess I tell everybody it's never going to happen again and it won't because I have everything now. To get well, and up. everybody thinks, like you said, that'll never happen to me. I'll mm-hmm. never get, well, I'm just going to go for a quick little hike and I got my cracker and my water and that's all I need. And then, I mean, you just don't think things like that will happen to you. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I learned from this and I'm, I haven't prepared for if it was happening, but it won't. So, <laughs> Well, we're very glad. We're very glad. So uh, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true or not. I read somewhere that the first call you made was to work or something because you missed work. Yeah. The next day. I, <laughs> is that I, true? I, yeah, when they picked me up, uh, when I got home that day, actually, they picked me up, I called work and tell them that I'm so sorry because they're, like, thinking I was in my A, like, no call, no show, and I never would do that. So I told him, and then I told my supervisor that, and he's like, Jesus Christ, I'm like, <laughs> are you okay? Like, oh, my God, what did you just go through? Like, I'm fine. But he's like, take a couple of days off, take the time you need off before you come to work. So I took one day off. Okay. And then the second day I went back. Yeah, thank you. And again, thank you for having me. And I hope this helps people just, you know. Uh, I, I think it does. I mean, I think it it's good for, because we we tell people all the time, like, have this gear, do this, you know, avoid this and things like that. But, you know, we're talking from a nothing bad has really happened to us standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's more credibility in hearing it from somebody that actually went Lived through it. The yeah. Experience. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, be safe out there. You too. And enjoy your outdoors. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. So we don't know when he was in the burn area, but it's been reported in a couple of places that he could face up to a $10,000 fine and up to six months in prison. <laughs> But I'm guessing this is somewhere that he wandered into while he was already out there because there's nothing posted at the trailhead saying that that is a burn area. Absolutely nothing at the trailhead saying, hey, don't go in here. And and we did check the website and it does say that the trail is technically closed until 2022. However, there's no service up there. If you didn't look it up ahead of time, you wouldn't know that. You'd have no idea. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is somewhere else that you would have to like that he went into, but he did have to pay like $700 to get his car back because it was impounded. So he had to pay $700 to get his car back. 
And he almost lost his life. I think that maybe he's gone through enough. And he also had to pay to get himself removed from the missing persons database. You guys, that's a real thing. Like, you have to get yourself removed, and it costs money. I think I'd leave myself on there. So that was the story of Renee Compion. Hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing it from his perspective as well, instead of just hearing us talk the whole time. Yep. And we'd really like to know what all of you guys carry when you hike. Because I have a feeling Renee's bag is going to look a little different these days, and... As should yours. As should all of yours. So be safe out there, you guys. If you want to hear the full interview on this, go check out our Patreon. We also have all of our video footage from our trip to this national forest that you can also see on Patreon. Yeah, check out our social media. We're going to post the photos and videos that Renee took while he was doing the hike. So that's super fun. That'll be on our social media. Go and check that out. Lost in the Woods podcast on Instagram and Lost in the Woods podcast on Facebook. Yes. That's pretty much the only thing that we actually interact with. So go check us out there and then check out our Patreon if you want more about this case. We also have the video from the interview posted as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We so appreciate you guys. Thanks again, and we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bear? Bear is okay. Oh, oh, I just learned a really fun fact. So there are... They... They're up in Canada for the most part. And it is actually like a um, just a genetic mutation that it's not albino bears where they come out white and sometimes have like a ginger tint on like the back of their neck and stuff because they're not actually like albino bears. But if you saw one, you would think it was like an albino black bear. But in reality, it's just like a recessive gene that black bears carry. Huh. And it makes them ginger bears, the equivalent of a ginger bear. I need to meet a ginger bear. And ginger bears actually only want to mate with other ginger bears, making... Oh, so that's that's like the opposite of real gingers, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they're... they I'm like, do you tra- have any ginger in your family? Yes? Okay, we can't be friends. I can't date you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't I'm risk kidding. having ginger children. I tried Hannah, to explain to one Hannah of- did not ask that question. She did not. Why didn't she ask that question? I was talking to one of my friends, and she was, like, making fun of me with someone, and, like, oh, you guys would make the blondest babies or whatever. And I was like, no, we would probably make redhead babies. Yeah, you not- gotta be careful. You gotta be careful about that shit, Maddie. Like, you had a little bit of ginger in your family- Children will come out redheads. So I know that I'm not that much of a ginger, especially not these days. My hair's a little more mixed these days. But my family has a lot of the orange, very ginger. The recessive, very ginger. All ginger is recessive. But yes, the very like stereotypical like orange. So there's a lot of gingers in my family. My sister has zero ginger in her But it ended up with three ginger children. So it's one of those genes where if it's in your family, it's just going to like pop out where you least expect it. And And 
There's nothing you can do about in it. In our family, that has thus far happened. That's enough. I want to see real life cowboys. Madison just saw a TikTok on a cowboy catching a calf. And I actually saw real life cowboys when I was backpacking in Utah. And they're just like riding around on their horses. They literally look like cowboys from a movie. Like bandanas, like every stereotypical like cowboy thing that you yeah. would assume. No, that's all. So not only have we seen like real life biblical level uh, shepherds, but you've oh, yeah. seen cowboys. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? So we've seen the biblical shepherds in uh, Europe. Yep, in Switzerland. Specifically Switzerland. Oh, no. I think it was in... It, no, it was in Italy. I think it was right when we crossed over from the Switzerland border, border into Italy. I think we were in Switzerland earlier that day. And I think that we walked into Italy because okay. they were yelling in Italian at each other. Either... Well, and sometimes the language is like cross borders in this area. But it was definitely around that Italy-Switzerland area. Yeah, because the old man was definitely yelling at the little... The, the boy in Italian when he took off his hat and stomped it into the ground. It was... 100% him yeah. yelling in Italian. It, it was crazy. We we were literally like, what century did we just walk into? Because the trail actually goes through, like, people's yards. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, like, we're walking through people's property, like, next to their cows and stuff and oh, all of this. We'll have to remember to talk about all that when we do our trip stuff. Oh, there's no way. Every time I talk to anybody about Europe, I talk about the freaking shepherds. Okay, Because yeah, it's for, they're, like, young teenagers. Like, two of the boys are, like, definitely, like, probably, like, no older than 15. Yeah. And they have their shepherd's hooks. Which is a real thing, apparently. <laughs> and they're they're wearing, like, knee-high rain boots. They're chasing after this cow, yelling in Italian with yeah, their hooks. Yeah, definitely yelling in, in some foreign language. And this old man comes hunting up whose cows are on the other side of the fence who the one people's cows bulldozed their his fence. Yeah, so one of, one of the neighbor's cows got through the fence and like kind of like took it down it looked like. And those like. were the boys that chased the cow through the electric fence and yeah. with the canes, yeah. the hooks. And then this old man who's herding his cows up <laughs> the hill, he finally gets up, sees all the commotion with his cows, sees his neighbor's cows, because all this one farmer's cows, all this shepherd's cows were all black cows. The other shepherd's cows were all spotted cows. Yeah, it was very dramatic though. It Everybody was, was yelling. extremely yeah. dramatic. I just imagine there's like old family feuds between the two farms. <laughs> well, then the one boy goes chasing the cow down the, na the neighbor's hill. The one boy is standing at the top of the hill with all the cows that are freaking out that aren't his cows that are freaking out, but they're the neighbor's cows. And the neighbor's still herding his herd up the hill. Mm -hmm. He gets to the top, sees the commotion, starts yelling at the kid at the top of the hill in Italian, takes his hat off, slams it on the ground, stomps it on the ground, is yelling <laughs> at the boy. And Someday... Like, Someday I want to take off a hat, throw it on the ground, and stomp on it while yelling. In Italian. Yeah, yeah, for that sure. That is my goal in life. Yeah. So Shed popped in with coffee, which was really, really nice. We've been recording for a while because we have a ton of stuff coming out on our Patreon and everything else right now. And then we got distracted talking about Maddie being up until 6 a.m. because... <laughs> God. Because one of the kittens got poopy paws and jumped on her bed. Hey, so not only, so I'm sleeping, right? It's like exactly 4.14 in the morning, by the way, because I looked at my phone directly the second I woke up. So about an hour before I actually got out of bed. Yeah. Um, I get a cat jumping onto my face and it wakes me up. And then I smell this overwhelming smell of shit as I get woken up. And then I'm like, okay, 
one of the cats, because I have a litter box in my room right now because kittens, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Which they don't poop in that one, actually. They only pee in that one. They poop in the, one in the, in the bathroom, which doesn't a, make any sense. Yeah, we got a new kind of cat litter, and they're kind of freaked out by it. But, but they'll pee in it, but they won't poop in the, like, the pellet. I think it's because they can't bury it. That might be it. But yeah. they'll pee in it. They've peed in it multiple times. Anyway, um, so Maddie, Maddie's so, just... Yeah, then I try to go back to bed, and then I'm like, no, it, it, it has to be my bed. It's not a litter box. This is not... So I sat up, turned my light on, and there's, like, shit just on my <laughs> match, on... <laughs> On it's on my sheets. It's like just <laughs> everywhere, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" So it's then I take the cat, give it a baby wipe bath, because I don't know how everyone lives without baby wipes either. But that's a whole nother story. I do not have baby wipes. Anywhere. I keep baby wipes in my room. Nope, I do not. They're so handy. <laughs> They're handy when you don't want to get out of bed to actually, like, wash your hands or to clean something well, in a normal fashion. Okay, so then I gave the cats both baby wipe baths because I was like, you have shit on your paws. I got to get the shit off your oh paws. Oh, my God, gross. So then I had to strip my whole bed. I had to strip one of my pillowcases because there was shit on one of my pillowcases. It was traumatizing. And then both cats just crawled up and went right to bed in my lap last night. And I was like, I fucking hate you guys. And I was up for like four hours, unable to sleep. But here's the thing. Maddie goes to a party at a park, at an apartment complex. I was 17 at the time of this. Doesn't matter don't let her, don't let her tell you, you the story like it just fucking happened. Because so, it did not. Maddie goes to a party in an, in an apartment complex. And if you've ever gone to an apartment complex, you know that they have very little guest parking. But there's a party going on. So there's zero guest parking. So everybody just kind of parks wherever. My spot didn't have a number on it. I didn't think it was someone's spot, okay? So then party comes to an end, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever time it is. I don't even know. I'm sure it was after midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight, by the way. Maddie and some of her friends come out and they can't find their no, cars. It is not just me and some of my friends. It's like this massive group of like 10 of us. Who are all walking around looking for their cars. <laughs> because we have no idea where we parked. And then it's not even us because we see a guy chasing down a tow truck while we're looking for our cars. Yeah. We see like three other people come out and are like, where my car? Where my car? Where my car? Where is it? And I'm like, oh God. So then we call the tow company. We're all sitting there on the curb, and they're like, "Oh yeah, your car's an impound." And then my friend goes, "Ask him if this car's an impound." I asked them. They're like, "Yeah, that car's an impound." And then this other girl comes up and goes, "You're on the phone with the tow truck company." And I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Ask them if there's a silver whatever in there." And I was like, "Is there this car?" And they're like, "Yeah." So basically, Maddie has to call for help, and she does not call me. I'm not the person she calls. No. I did a <laughs> lot more than that, too, because guess whose phone was dead in their center console of their vehicle in the tow trunk, in the tow truck, in impound. Mine. Maddie's. My phone. <laughs> my phone was dead in my center console. 